Preach Kev, preach with Rashad. We are the prophets. Here with another episode, another sermon coming at you from 12 Hour Sports, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you can listen to us. Merry Christmas, Rashad, man. What's going on? Oh, yeah. Merry Christmas, man. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. I hope everybody got that shopping done and, and it's safe and all this traffic. If you're traveling, be careful. It's a lot of crazy weather going on all, all across the the states and everything. Man. So I hope everybody has safe travels to to their relatives or if they're traveling to a different location, is be safe, enjoy yourself, and make it back home safe. That's a that's an underrated blessing. Arrive alive and get back alive. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I did some last try to do some last minute. You know, I hit, hit the little. I really had the gas station. Found got me some uh <laughs> some some gift cards and said, hey, is it? I got you something, something you like. So hey, just it's something, something simple. So um, everybody, I hope you having a merry Christmas. Hope y'all, like you said, ha- has safe travels where y'all go. Um, let's get into some sports, man. Um, so you know this whole back and forth thing of of Doc and LeBron and all them, and now LeBron James get an injury, and right before Christmas Day, and, I, and he he didn't miss the Nuggets game, and the Lakers did lose that game. Uh, he's him and Anthony Davis are both questionable for the Christmas Day game of the uh, I guess what rematch of the opening opening tip off versus the Clippers, and you know this is kind of you know this is one of those big games that you need to see where you stuff at because yeah you can beat up on pretty much everybody else in the West, but can you beat the Clippers who you know at the end of the day is going to be there? Um, I, I guess I guess the question is should the Lakers get with the program with the Clippers as far as low manage because you know it's a it's not a sprint it's a marathon who can who, who can last the longest who can stay healthy is the longest because when it all comes down to it it's, it's going to be a, a, a good si- a series but if you're not healthy you can't you know your your the, the way the way you can show up in this, in a series probably won't be as, as much as if you're fresh like like a Kawhi for example it's not even the lakers it's more of lebron he has this hashtag wash king concept going on for this year and I mean, I understand he's taking it as a personal challenge to play all 82 games for what he said about, I want to be there for the kids who come to see me. I don't know how many more games I have left in the tank or how many years I have left in the tank, things like that. But just for the benefit of this season, his team, stuff like that, he might need to rest a few games. Um, It seems like this injury is kind of something may have, you know, reoccurred from, no, of course last year was last year, but, you know, it could be something that's been nagging him, and it could be related to what happened last year. And then when you have a guy who I, I like him as a player, I think he's top five, top six in the league, Anthony Davis, he's banged up again with multiple different things. So the Lakers, and particularly LeBron, he's, he has to go to the front office or go to Frank Fogel and the guys and say, all right, I know what I said, but we need to start trying to get me – some days off here and there to get AD some treatment, some days off here and there. So when it comes down to the regular season matters to me, so I don't want to say when it comes down to what matters to the playoff, but when it gets down to 
you know, you're playing for that championship. You don't want guys to be out there tired. You know, you want guys to be healthy and ready to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And <clears throat> whether or not they play or not, you know, I know they're going to get a lot of, uh, you know, flack if they don't, uh, which is, you know, very understandable. I guess everybody wants to see this 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 type of game. And, um, of course, it's a big game on Christmas Day. But, uh, yeah, I think for LeBron James' sake, and the Davis, like you don't have to play every single game. Um, I think this season is kind of it's kind of a iffy one because not only are they've been banged up, Kyle Kuzma has missed most of the season. You you missed a Rondo. If you can have like if you can have a Rondo, Kuzma, and Davis, you know you can beat you know pretty much. I, I'm not gonna say most of the Western Conference, but you, you can you can beat the the sorry teams, right? You know you that that random Wednesday. At you know at Memphis or that random wins there against the Warriors, like you can, you can win those type of games and LeBron can sit out and rest for a game. It's I don't think it's a knock because you play eighty two games as long as you as long as you play I say seventy, that's fine. Um, so I think they should not really I want to say load manage like Kawhi's doing, but taking taking the game off that's I don't think that's, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that especially if you know on that road trip the Lakers had where they play like three games like five nights like let's let's relax like we don't have to you know go out here and beat every single team because it's not it's not a it's it's not a lot for the Lakers to play the Pacers I don't think the Pacers will beat the Lakers in a series so you know if you lose the Pacers okay oh well but a team like the Bucks you, you need to show that you can't you can play with them against the Clippers can we play with them but you know when you play the the Warriors of the world you know let's let's just take a break and we can relax on this one yeah, teams like the Warriors and Memphis, it's just certain teams. I'm, I'm not going to go out there and stress myself out trying to play all these games. Um, what Kawhi's doing is different because we, you know, we know he has a chronic condition, things like that, and he's been injured before. Joel Embiid, that's a different situation. Like those are kind of the outliers. And I think at some point, even other guys will start. Like James Harden, Giannis, they're going to be guys that want to play 75, 80 or all game, which is totally fine. I mean, I respect that. But Russ, who's known as an Iron Man outside of his um, meniscus injuries and stuff like that, he took a few games for uh, for rest. It's just something I see. I think guys are going to just become more apt to and they start thinking, like, do I really have to go out here and break my body down or should I risk playing tonight because I do kind of feel tired. If I have a nagging injury, should I? Should I go forward with plans tonight? I mean, I understand, you know, back, you know, back in the 80s, 90s, you know, guys play all 82 all the time. So, I mean, that's kind of like the somewhat badge of honor that's kind of been forgotten about these days. But if guys want to take a few games off, I'm not mad about it. Um, if it's for the benefit of yourself, your team, your game, because when it gets to the playoffs, you want to see these guys healthy at their best. You don't want to see – Marquise Chris in, <laughs> like you know, you don't want to see a, a backup in. And it's not a diss to Marquise Chris. He's kind of finding himself on Golden State. But, you know, it's just like you don't want to see a backup player in when you could be seeing uh, a Clay Thompson or a Steph Curry. Or you don't want to see more of Ben McLemore when you, can, when you could have James Harden. You don't want to see more of Austin Rivers when you could have Russ or something like that. Right. I'm with you. Hey, do you think it's Christmas to you? Is Christmas Day to you the the turning point of the NBA season as far as, like, now the NBA has, has begun? 
or do you think it still rests necessarily on after the football season is over with? Uh, I value it from the, from the get-go just because those early games in that first 15, 20 games when teams are trying to figure themselves out, you know, those things kind of help you on the back end as far as, oh, man, we lost like six games early. We didn't have to make some of those up down the stretch. We could have probably had a better better playoff seeding. But sometimes you get off to a hot start and then on the back end, guys do get injured. You do have that cushion where, all right, well, we, we can drop a few and still remain in playoff contention. But you see, teams like the the Spurs and the Blazers, they're going to have to make trades or get acquisitions or over-exert themselves to even get back to 500. Then, then you got to start trying to build games up to even get above 500, to even try to get a decent seating, which is going to be hard to do when you already got six teams with the, the leg up on you. And then we'll talk about what the Jazz just did, you know. So it's just I value every – you know, you should value every game, but this is me personally. I value every game from start to finish just because of they all have – even though they're not all on television or unless you're a lead pass guy, they all have an importance to things that happen schematically, trade-wise, playoff seeding-wise, stats-wise, all those kind of things. All right, uh, before we move on to the next one, uh. Christmas Day basketball or Thanksgiving Day football? Uh, I'll go football just because sometimes the Christmas Day games can be does depend you know depending upon who's uh, who's playing. Yeah, I, th- I think it's just too many too many basketball games. Probably I guess football you only get three good games or three games only, and then you know basketball you five maybe six you know. Try to get, yeah, get basketball. Yeah, basketball they give you so many games, but it's really only maybe. Two that like the general public is going to really care about. Like this year, it's going to be Lakers and the Clippers. You know, everybody's going to be geared up for that. And even though LeBron and AD are banged up, I'm pretty sure they're going to still play in that game. Oh, definitely. Uh, you mentioned the Jazz, and they made a move to get Jordan Clarkson from the Cavs for Dante Exum and some you know second round picks. And I thought that was brilliant on both sides. Um, Exum. You know he always, you know he's always been hurt. He kind of him and him and Will Fuller are kind of like the same guy to me, where they have the talent, but when they try to show it, that's when they get hurt. And Exum, Exum, you know, I, I he's I thought he was a, a good six man for the Jazz you know, last year until he got hurt, and then you know bringing in Conley is kind of like his role kind of diminished a little bit. Um, I mean, being six six point guard, a lot of things you can do. Uh, but he go he goes to Cleveland where he maybe get a fresh start. I think he got two years left on his contract, so he'll just play in that system and maybe he can do something there. But it, it's it's for the Jazz and Jazz getting Clarkson, somebody who can put the ball in the basket. Um, Clarkson can come in and average fifteen to eighteen points. He can he can do a lot of different things. And when when there's no Conley or when there's no Donovan Mitchell, he can fit right in. And I think that's I think that's what you want. To have because you know, remember like remember the playoffs last year uh, for like the Bucks when they got George Hill like how how uh, how important he was because you can sit Blesso if he's not playing or I can play Blesso and George Hill if I want to do something a little different and I think I think having that having that swing guy behind like on, off the bench is very very important and Clarkson I mean he he hasn't really played meaningful basketball but. He he know his role and I think he does a well good job at it. Yeah, Clarkson is there for the Jazz to boost their bench scoring. I think he's averaging fourteen and a half this year, which is pretty good. 
and something that the Jazz need because Exum is always hurt and he's not providing any type of scoring punch. And so far this year, Conley's been underwhelming. So you kind of need Clarkson to come in, and it helps the Cavs just because they're in a rebuild mode. They're going to keep it trying to acquire picks and things like that. So it's, it's a win-win for both teams. Clarkson gets to a somewhat um, winning situation. He'll be on the playoff team, and he'll get a chance to get some good minutes. And then for Exum, he's on the contract for this year and next. He'll get to make his money even though he's banged up. And the Cavs get some picks. You know, they're second-rounders. They're still going to be uh, solid picks, and all they're trying to do is acquire assets so they can – they'll probably start unloading guys on their roster over the next, what, couple weeks. I think Kevin Love's going to probably be on his way out. Thompson. And, you know – they may even try to unload Tristan Thompson. I mean, he he's a valuable piece of double double and good rim protector. So anybody who's willing to make a deal for him, I can see him being traded as well. Yeah. Um. Now you mentioned Mike Conley being underwhelming. I think you know, you know that you know that whole Bill Belichick thing about I'm gonna trade you, uh, you know before you know before it's too late or a year too early, I guess. And um, you know, I think Memphis, Memphis, they did the right thing, getting John Moran and sending out Mike Conley because you know Mike Conley's on the the plus side of thirty, you know, on 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 the, on the way down. And you would think though him him being there when you have a Gobert and you have a, a good coach in Quinn Snyder and having an a rising star in in Donovan Mitchell that he, like his like if, even if he like diminishes, kind of like how Dwayne Wade was in Miami, he was on the he was on the down tick, but because of Bosch and LeBron. It was kind of like you know smoke haze a little bit, and I think and I'm kind of I'm kind of I'm kind of like shocked that it's it's more eye open like like we can actually see Mike Cullen not be as good as he used to be, and I, you know I thought being on Jazz and even if he was on the way down that this team was good enough to kind of like hide it a little bit. Yeah, it's been very very shocking, man, because he's been so steady, steady and solid his entire career. So it's very surprising to see that. He's basically having a career low year, and he's getting paid thirty million dollars. So you know that's that's very you know only only four and a half assists. That's not good. You know he was kind of brought in to be able to be one of those guys that can be a another score to play off of Mitchell and help distribute the ball. But I mean, I thought at the time they were upgrading from Rubio, but it looks like they weren't. <laughs> right, and, I mean, I guess with the, with the contract, I guess it's not as bad because you you, you don't pay Donovan Mitchell, but and I guess he kind of he outperforming his money and Mike Mike Conley is under underperforming. But yeah, you you right, like you thought that getting Conley was the difference maker, and and right now it's not. So I think that's why they made a, a good push to go get Jordan Clarkson, and and that can you know it might not be a spark for Conley, but even if Conley continue to struggle, they have someone else who can. Put the ball in the basket, and when in doubt, I might you know your, your perimeter defense may take a hit with Jordan Clarkson, but you still have Gobert who's supposed to be you know one of your one of the best rim protectors in the game. So um, that that does help. But I think I think this is a good move for Jazz. It's a, it re, it's really a subtle move, like it's really like a, like a low key move that nobody really gonna think about. And and when it comes to the playoffs, Clark Clarkson may hit some big shots, kind of like how Rodney Hood hit big shots for the Blazers last year. This could be another another very low key move. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, moving on to the Isaiah Thomas man, uh, he goes into the stands and tell the guys that hey, let's you know, cut that out. It's not, it's not no time for that. I think those fans 
have been banned, if I'm not mistaken. But um, he got suspended for two games. And I, I, I think it's for the principle of going into the crowd why he got suspended. And I guess that's the NBA, NBA way of saying, like, it doesn't matter what's the reason. You should have no business being there. But, I, you know, I mean, it's two two games. I don't really think it, that's, that's a big deal. But I, I guess suspending somebody who's trying to, I guess, educate the fans um, is kind of it's not, I won't say harsh, but, you know, you would think the NBA would, would think lean differently. But, you know, they got to stay firm because if something else, if something else had popped off, you know, you gotta always be able to be, be able to ha- have that security blanket of of, of, a, of a protocol in place, and um, I mean, I can understand how that time was coming from because fans just say anything they want and think they can get away with it. Yeah, the two games, like you said, is based off principle. We know what happened last time. Fans and players interacted in the stands. We had the malice in the palace, and Ooh, that that was a that was a crazy crazy night. So. I understand the NBA wants to uphold their image and they want to prevent instances like that from happening. So I fully understand the two games because it nothing turned physical, nothing was disrespectful, anything like that. Well, not on Isaiah's part. He was just trying to confront their friend, like confront their fan with, you know, just saying, hey, man, I understand you paid your money. And as a fan, you have a right that you paid that you can't interact and, you know, do your thing. But what you're doing and what you're saying, man, like, you're going overboard, and you got to also think about, man, there are kids in this arena, so just you know, just kind of be cognizant and be respectful. I mean, I understand as the, you know, as the visiting team, it's your job to help with me and things like that. But, look, you're you're crossing the line with what you're doing and what you're saying, so I can't blame them for going to confront the guy because, in reality, a lot of stuff that fans say from the stands, they would never say to these guys on the street if they saw them face-to-face. <laughs> you're right about that. Yeah, it's, I mean, like I said, I know that why the NBA did it, so I'm not gonna get mad at them for like for all those reasons. But you're talking about Madison Palace, man. I don't, I don't think, I don't think the world could take that again. Like you know, you know, at that time it wasn't really no social media stuff like back then as it is now. Like imagine that happening today. Like that's that would be everybody would be spend it for the whole season. <laughs> the, the, the equivalent of Madison Palace in today's society would be Miles Garrett. Shoot, it might be a little worse. Be, 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 no, because, like, just look at, like, how he got suspended, like you said. Oh, oh definitely. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, like, just the firestorm it caused around the NFL. Like, there was, a, there was a topic for, like, two weeks, you know, with, oh, Freddie Kitchens wearing a shirt and the teams are going to play again. So, right. like, it would be it would be that on a bigger scale because pretty soon, like, football is going to be on. So, it'll just be the NBA. So, you'll have that headline that would just dominate for, a long time. <laughs> the, rest of, the, rest of the, the rest of the season. And then if it's playoff teams, they have playoff implications of guys suspended for the whole season, playoffs, all that kind of stuff. So it would it would be uh, similar to that Miles Garrett situation. Okay, definitely. I, I, I can see what you're talking about. Um, let's move on to the NFL. Uh, four, it really was four big gains as far as implications, of course. The Pats went ahead and clinched um, by beating Buffalo. Um, you, got, you had that one. 49ers winning, eliminating the Rams at the last, you know, last second. You know, the Rams, that was that was a, a choke job in my opinion. Uh, but the other four, other four games you had. So let's talk about New Orleans and Tennessee. Um, me and you, we were we were texting a lot about this game throughout the whole time because, as everybody know, we are big 
I won't say Titans fans, but you know we cheer for the Titans because we we said it, we said it from the beginning, beginning. Like we always knew the Titans were a good team. They were winning despite their quarterback. If they had a QB, they would be winning a lot of games. And what we said happened, and what we said is true. This Titans team played the Saints really well, had them on the ropes early, but got stalled out. Couldn't you know, couldn't get couldn't get over that hump of fourteen points for a while. And the Saints took the lead. I think what. Uh, 24 in answer, I guess, 24-14, I think, at one point. Um, but we know what the biggest play of that of that game was, and that was that when Titans had a Titans had the job, got the ball back to, to go down the field and take the lead, and the receiver catches the ball, go across the middle, gets smacked in the head, and just lays out immediately, and he's he's out cold, and he fumbles, yet there's no flag for the Saints. So you know this, this you know this all this all year been about the Saints. Um, about the you know about the pass interference called and how many how, how many games have we like talked about where a, a play like that whether it's a pass interference or a late flag hit or something like something with the refs like changed the outcome of the game and yeah you can say well Titans had this opportunity this opportunity yes but when it come down to it that you down with it they were down three right or down four with the ball and he caught the ball for like twenty yards or whatever it was and. That gave the ball back into the Drew Brees' hands, and you know when when the, when the Saints get the ball back, Michael Thomas break the record on 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 that one on that drive. It's game out of reach. So um, your thoughts on Tennessee and on and on and, and the Saints and on that play as well. Well, I thought it was BS that the flag wasn't thrown. Then the announcers didn't even bother to bring it up. I mean, come on, man, this guy clearly only fumbled the ball because he's got a concussion. I mean, the guy, he, he's a defenseless receiver, and you can say, oh, his head was down. Well, he's defenseless because in the rule book it says you cannot hit any part of the head, and this guy clearly got hit in the head by the Saints defender's shoulder. So, I mean, it was just a missed call. Almost, it was almost like they kind of want the Saints to win the game almost because – the Titans, I mean, that play was com- good completion. They were finna make a drive. Whether they scored a touchdown to go ahead or got a field goal range to tie it up, you know, they were still – just give them a fair shake. Um, it's how it played out, though. Titans, they still have a chance to make the playoffs. And the Saints, they still have a chance to be a, a top three seed in the, um, the NFC. We'll see how it plays out for them. Drew Brees, he's just force feeding the ball to Mike Thomas. I'm not sure why nobody has decided to double him yet. I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh, I, man, it's, 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 it's it's ridiculous. Like just double the guy. Yeah, like I, I we will congratulate him for breaking the record because I didn't think that record. You know, I thought that record would let, you know last a, a long time because Antonio Brown was close a couple times. Julio Jones was pretty close, but it, it is hard to consistently get ten catches a game, uh, which is what you know we rounded up how much it is. Um, it's just it's just you know it's just it's just kind of crazy. Um, why like you said why nobody double teams him? He's always open, and I don't get you know Tennessee wants to be New England Patriots so bad as far as you know man coverage, but I'm pretty sure that if the Patriots played the the Saints in the Super Bowl, Gilmore, Bill, Mike Thomas, and they would have somebody else. I I don't I don't think it's a shame that you can't guard someone. One on one, I think you have to get whatever the job done. Whatever it takes, you got to get the job done. And whether that's a, a safety over top, which you have to worry about Mike Thomas, he's not going over the top. So I don't know why they don't have linebackers underneath waiting on that 
on the route and let the corner get the over route. You know, I just it just it's just a lot of different things that kind of, kind of bore me a little bit. But you know, Breeze is gonna hit Mike Thomas at least fifteen. He gonna go his way 15, 16 times a game, and it's up to the, uh, the NFC Packers, 49ers, Seattle Vikings, Eagles uh, to somehow stop him. And so far, nobody has. And finally, we got an Alvin Kamara site. He's been in my head until this game. Oh, yeah, but he, he won me some money. But <laughs> my boy, shout out to my boy Kamara. Two touchdowns. I mean, he didn't really have a great game on the ground, but yeah, I think like six, 60-something rushing yards. But two touchdowns, big plays. I, I, I think he had like a big, what, 30-yard 30 30-yard 30 run or something like that for a touchdown. So you, you got to see some, some explosiveness. And that's really what the Saints lack right now is is – is can Kamara be the uh, can he be the uh, can he be the X factor that he was you know he was last year and the year before? So um, if they only can be Drew Brees and Mike Thomas and no Kamara, you know, as far as success down the road, I don't know how much they'll get if it's just relied on those two guys. So Kamara coming up in this game is, is huge, and you know I know the Panthers game is not you know it's meaningful they have, they have, they have to play it, but let's see if you know another great matchup for Kamara. Let's see if he can. Get get his you know get the steam rolling heading into the playoffs. He really scored three touchdowns because he threw a block that swung Cook wide open for a touchdown. Oh yeah 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 that's true yeah I, I needed I needed that one. Um. So yeah we, we talk about how, how Tennessee has a chance to still make the playoffs most likely. All right, well all they have to do is win and most likely they should get in. Um, Pittsburgh which we're gonna talk about next has to do a lot of different things because they went to play the Jets. And I, I asked you before, I was like, hey, man, I, I think I asked you this on, like, Friday or something. I was like, hey, I, I'm thinking about putting um putting money on Pittsburgh to cover this. You think they'll do it? And you sent me a, a text and said, no, I got them as an upset alert. And I said, you know what? The last time I bet against the Jets, I lost, and that was the Cowboys. And then when I bet for the Jets in an easy matchup, they lost. So he said, so you know what? Let me stop betting games where the Jets are involved in because I don't know what kind of what kind of team would show up. And you was you hit the nail on the coffin right there, perfectly uh, picked. And whether it was Duck or uh, or Rudolph, don't matter which animals in the game, the Steelers' offense was not good. They couldn't move the ball. Rudolph came in and they was they was better. And when Duck got back in, I was like, well, there's there's no way the Jets lose this game now. Yeah, Greg Williams, he's an underrated hire, man. He the defense has been solid for the Jets. They haven't won that many games, of course, but he's kept that defense solid and then they had the better quarterback in Darnold. And I already figured like if you could score anywhere from seventeen to twenty one points, you'll beat Pittsburgh because Duck or Rudolph they're only gonna get you maybe one touchdown. If they get that, it's cause they threw a bomb to somebody. But you can't rely on your defense to create turnovers every game or score offer turnovers every game and you can't rely on special teams to win every game. So that's kinda of why I I was leaning leaning Jets for the upset. So Pittsburgh loses this game. It's still a it's still a, a way for the Oakland Raiders to make it. Uh we're not gonna talk about them and, and their game versus the Chargers, but um the P- Pittsburgh getting in the playoffs, does that does that uh not, I won't say water down the playoffs, but does it make it to where out of, if, if Pittsburgh make it, does it make it to where all twelve teams, you're, you you know you know eleven really has a shot? Like Pittsburgh has no chance, or or do you think they with, with that defense they can carry in that they can maybe upset a Deshaun Watson if they're the three seed or something like that? 
I don't want to see Pittsburgh. I love Mike Tomlin. I love what he's done with this team. Coach of the year performance, he probably won't win the award. But I don't want to see them in the playoff. I mean, why? Just to, <laughs> just, just to score nine points. Hey, nine points and give up uh, 13. <laughs> yeah, they're, they have, I mean, uh, Shout out to It'll Mike Tomlin. Because if they, they get the three, if, if uh, Kansas City is going to be the three seed, Kansas City is going to get some points on them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. If Kansas City is a three, that's that's blowout. It's not going to be pretty. I don't, I don't think, I don't think Kansas City that the defense as good as they've been playing, you're gonna Kansas City going to at least score twenty. And I, I mean, we were texting. We was like, about Jet, when Jet scores seven zero, and they then got ten zero. I said, oh, that's it. <laughs> like that's like I mean, I know, I know Pittsburgh came back and tied it up. But I was like, oh, 10 0? Oh, that's a oh that's a wrap. And you know, the, the the Jets played good enough to win. I mean, they didn't really do anything either, but um that th- that just shows how bad Pittsburgh has been. Well yeah, and I felt good about Le'Veon Bill getting a win over his old team too. Oh yeah, that's very underrated. I, I bet he was happy by that one, but I bet he wish he had that offensive line though. Oh yeah, he have, <laughs> he's having a a somewhat down year, but We'll see what the Jets do coaching-wise, schematically, or making a, cha- making a change with Gates. Yeah, we'll see what they do schematically and stuff like that. Ha- hashtag, if, hashtag fire Gates, man. Get him out of here. Let's see if some things can change for Bell going into next year. Um, next game, we've been talking about this game for quite a while, and that's the Dallas versus uh, Philadelphia. And we know way back when we were saying both both teams had to get to this game, and we'll see what, what, what shakes. And – when we talked about how how easy the Eagles schedule was, them winning them winning this past weekend, that should have wrapped it up. But because they want to lose to the Dolphins and almost lose to the Giants, it still kind of gives us a slither of hope to the Cowboys that maybe they can win the division. But in this game, man, um, I know it's been a lot of questions about did the Cowboys lose or did the Eagles win, blase, blase. The Eagles played okay. I didn't think they played a great game. Uh, I thought Wentz. I thought Wentz played okay as a team, but Wentz played a great game. I think, and I think the Cowboys just. I don't know, man. It's just to feel like you would think at some point rosters would overcome coaching, but this, like you know, like a Rodgers over McCarthy. Sometimes, you know, let's say McDaniel's calling a bad, you know, bad play. Uh, play calling game for the Patriots. Tom Brady could always over, you know, overcome it. Blase, blase. This Cowboys team, I don't know what the deal is because you blow out the Rams by running the football and you're playing a team who, yes, they are one of the best run defenses in the league. They have always been one of the best run defenses in the league. And every time Zeke plays them, he has over 100 yards. So you decide in this game, let's just pass the ball and only give Zeke 13 carries. Or Zeke said on third and one, I'm tired, let me come out, and then Pollard's fumbled. Like, I don't know. I don't know this team to me. And uh, I, remember, I think I said this against the uh, the Bears game when we talked about it, was that they had no heart. And, I, and remember I kept saying, at some point, your bat got to go against the wall and you have to fight. And against the Bills, they laid down. Against the Bears, they laid down. But against the Rams, though, they, they, they showed out. But then they thought that that – they didn't think that that was it, and that's all they had to do because the Eagles was not going going away, and they played they, they played terrible from like start to finish. Like the Cowboys defense kept them in long enough, but 
the offense, man. I just don't know. Like, I don't know if Kellen Moore should get retained. I think he's out of there. Jason Garrett's out. I think they just need a clean, clean slated because this roster is too good to to be under five hundred or or uh, like to lose games to the Jets. Um, only win, only get one win versus a good team all season. They should be better than that. And I don't know. So I'm I'm more I'm more disappointed in the Cowboys. Uh, I, I know the Eagles. The Eagles play their competition. So you know, it won't surprise me next week if the Giants stick around. But Eagles should win this division, and uh, because they won, they they won this game. Yeah, I had the Eagles winning the game just because I knew it's a home game. Crop we fired up. It was a Wentz legacy game since he kind of got robbed of his MVP because he got hurt. So he missed his MVP season. He missed the Super Bowl run, and he missed the playoff push last year. So this was really the legacy game of his career. So I knew he would play pretty well. Um. Cowboys, they got a lot of questions to answer. They they didn't show up at all. Zeke was pedestrian. I mean, they were handing him the ball on a lot of first downs, second downs, and he was only getting one yard, two yard, negative two yards, no yards. So he wasn't really that effective. I would have kept going to him. I would have kept riding, but they did. They kind of started to abandon the run game. And I got to say, Dak, Dak missed some throws. He had some good windows to get in there and he missed some throws. Some guys dropped some, some catches too, but you know, it all led to what outcome was and them losing the game. Yeah. Dak, Dak missed Tavon Austin for an 80 yard quick score. Like with four minutes left in the game, like you're talking about, like this is not no desperation. This is a Eagles got beat and this is the, this is the tie of the game or, you know, well be down, uh, be down with eight and have to go for two point conversion. But Right then, you you, you wasn't you was back in the game. No, how, no matter how bad you played all game, but that play right there would 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 have sealed it, or at least got you there. And then right after that, so Dak missed that throw. Right after that, Gallup's wide not wide open, but has a step on the re, the receiver on the corner of the Eagles, put the ball in his in his hands, and he drops it. And I'm sitting there watching, like, okay, at some point, somebody on this team has to make plays because you're not going to win. The way you're winning, so somebody had to go crazy. And Randall Cobb showed up on the drive and go all all of the field. And on fourth and eight, there's no Cooper, there's no there's no Zeke, there's no Cobb, and you have two tight ends, Jarwin and Witten and uh, Gallup and I forgot who the other guy was. But this is this is not who you should have in on fourth downs. And Cooper, I know as much I know Flack, you know why he wasn't in the game and said because he played he played bad. He did play bad. Like he had a lot of drops. A lot of easy ones for a guy in a contract year. Him and Dak, on the on the on the biggest days that they needed him to perform, they both they they both disappointed. Jason Garrett's fired. They could win a division by default, but he's fired. The entire coaching staff may be out. Like nobody really knows how good Kellen Moore is or how bad he is. So when you're in the middle, when you're when you're league average, you're probably out. Jason Garrett has to just look at, you know, Jerry don't have to look outside the Cowboy family. I mean, I know you like Jason Garrett, but he has to go. Yeah, he, I know you might yeah. like Kellen Moore, but he has to go. I, Chris Rashard may be the answer for your team, but I think they should just go a whole new regime. I don't think it should be Urban Meyer, though. I, I want him to stay away from this job because that will just tarnish his name. He, he needs to stay away from this job. Yeah, I don't really think it should be a – I'm more in the interest of – it need to be a defensive guy. Um, 
regardless if you're paying Dak or not. Franchise tag. Which, whatever the case may be, you need to get a defensive guy in there because I, when you have the pieces on offense, like I would say, like just, I'm just going to name a couple teams that they have the pieces on offense and the defensive guy works for them. So I would say, you know, you know, just, just the whole dynasty of the Patriots. Like you got Brady, you had you always had a Welker or you know Edelman, whatever whatever it is, Gronk. You always had the weapons, so a defensive guy was fine. Uh, I think the Giants when they fired Pat Shermer, that a defensive guy because you had the pieces of Daniel Jones and all the other guys. Um, you have a team we're gonna talk about later on in Minnesota. They had the weapons, so you have a defensive guy. You got um, a list goes Mike on. Tomlin Mike Tomlin, Pete yeah, Mike Tomlin, Pete Carroll, yeah, exactly. So. That that's that. In my opinion, it works. I think you have Dak. If you pay Dak and Cooper and Zeke, and you have Gallup, the offensive line, you don't need an offensive guru to come in there to make a top five offense go number two. Like you know, what I'm saying like that that doesn't going from you know going from a top five to a top two, not really going to you know raise the bar too much unless you're out here breaking records like the Chiefs did last season or something like that. But if you get that defense from because I think a you you saying I have a top ten defense isn't the same thing as I have a elite defense of a of a Ravens or a two thousand Ravens a uh, two thousand two Bucks like those were our elite defenses. Now if you say you got that versus yeah I got I got, I got a borderline top ten defense those are two different things. So if you get somebody who can take that borderline top ten defense to an elite defense with the offense you have, Cowboys should have no problem winning this you know controlling this division. I mean. What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Because when you find the perfect home, you don't want to lose it to anybody else. Rocket technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers and their agents greater confidence in you. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this, what can help you buy the home you really want? Rocket can. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. That's rocketmortgage.com or call 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information, appraisal, and title report. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states and MLSConsumeraccess.org number 3030. I still think the Cowboys have a better roster than the Eagles. Um, I think everything everything the Cowboys has is mostly better than the Eagles. I mean, you can argue quarterback. I mean, but outside of that, I mean, it's really mostly Cowboys has everything else. And coaching is the big thing the Eagles has. Better, better coaching staff. Um, I was I would even say a better front office. Like I know I know Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones be hitting hitting, but you know Harry Roseman like he's always hitting like whatever like he got practice squad players beating the Cowboys like that's just that's terrible. From Jerry Jones should be frustrated that you let a guy named Ward and Scott all these different guys with they have they down their three top receivers down their starting running back and they come in here and and model whop you. Yeah, the Cowboys they just need. They they didn't they didn't show up to win the game. They didn't have any heart. Yeah, and that's the that's the that's the sad thing about it that you can see that they didn't have no heart. Yeah, and that to me falls on the coaching staff. The the Eagles were prepared all week to win that game with their weapons. Cowboys were more talented, and 
they they couldn't pull it off. Yeah, that's sad to say. Um, <clears throat> do you, all right. So what what's the percentage that you think the Eagles would uh will win the division? I mean, I, I know it's I know they struggled against the Giants at home. It was down seventeen three. Does it really gonna be probably gonna be the exact same thing except the Giants got something different? They got a different quarterback. So do you? Do you do you see any any problems with the Eagles going into New York? Because only I say this because you, you lost to the Dolphins after being up fourteen. Uh, Redskins had you down uh, twice both times you played them, I, and I just said the Giants had you down seventeen three. So it's not like it's it's not like it's going to be a you know a a, a walking apart. But uh, do you think you think the Eagles go out here and dominate, or do you think they kind of just do how they've been doing and that's just finding a way to win? Yeah, they'll find a way to win. They they will one hundred percent win the game and win the division. They're 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 locked in. They got their rival out the way. One more division game, all the chips on the line. Win or go home, they'll take care of business. Do you now? Do you think do you, does your um because because right now they're they're probably going they're going to see a a a eleven to twelve win team in the playoffs if Eagles make it. Do you think? Do you think? Going to this game against Giants, if they let's say that they scrap by a win, like let's they come from behind like they did last time and win, do you have any faith in them doing something in the playoffs, or do you think they have to show that they can dominate the Giants to have you to, to give you some faith? No, they can win a game depending upon their opponent. If it's Seattle, they can win. That oh game yeah, because, yeah, Seattle because does. because it, it's it's a home game. It'll basically be Russ versus Wentz, but Seattle they just signed Marshawn Lynch back and. No, he hasn't played football in a while. So, I mean, how much can he really give you? So, it's, it's going to be Russell Bust. Uh, Clowney's a little banged up. So, it'll just come down to whichever QB can make those plays between Wentz and Russ. Um, I would have to kind of see how everything shakes out with that first week of the playoffs, like far as like who's injured, who's playing, who's coming back, all that kind of stuff. But that'll be a winnable game for Philly and Seattle. But if 49 will slip to that 5C, oh, it's a wrap. <laughs> um, next, next game, Minnesota Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay can can come into Minnesota, and the game, the game, it really both teams was both teams was bad. Um, in the first half, Minnesota offense has been good all season, and they just they they looked like I don't know what you know what was going on. The offensive line, every time the offensive line gets bullied for the Vikings, it's really a no a no go for the offense. Is has always been the Always been the been the issue, and the thing about it is, I, we talked about this before. You know, when when you played uh, the Cowboys, you had Demarcus Lawrence there. You played the Chargers, had Joey Bosa. Uh, I, I can't think of other, any other opponents, but when you when you when you played the Packers this season, Kirk wasn't on his butt a lot. He wasn't running for his life. I mean, it may be a couple, you know, a couple plays, and you know, even versus Clowney, it be a couple times where they, they you know they'll get home because they, they're just that talented. But for the most part. They were not, you know, they were non-factor, and this is a Darian Smith guy, man. This is a like I don't care, I don't care where you rank him, but he's definitely a top ten player, in, like in on defense this season. Like I don't care if you say number one or number ten, he's a top ten player on defense this season. Um, he's played like it all season, and this game he completely dominated. Um, and he no matter where he lined up at, right tackle over the right tackle over the left tackle, even in, even in the uh, uh, over the center, he dominated. From the get go, and the Packers, you know, turn the ball over a lot early in the game, and it really, it really was some bad turnovers because it wasn't like it was some, you know, a fluky thing. 
Like, you know, the Vikings went out their way and, you know, Harris, my breakout player of the year, like jumping around. Oh, Rodgers thought he had him and he jumped around and picked it off. Adams catching the ball and Harrison punching it out. Like, it was, it was, it was actually, it was actually like, you know, uh, like, well, we're looking for like realistic turnovers or whatever. Um, but the Vikings offense didn't do anything about it. So, you know, both teams played sorry. Vikings got hurt, losing Kendricks and Barr, and then not having Cook, that, you know, that opened my eyes a little bit because, you know me, I, I'm on the been on the philosophy of I won't pay running backs. But now watching that game, it's like you, you see the difference he makes in, in this game, and he, prob- he probably would have made a difference. I think I think he would have tried to force the play if, if, the, if the Vikings didn't clinch already. But, you know, but, I mean, but, the Vikings still had opportunities to win this game, and they didn't do it. Adam Thielen still looks like he's still worried about the hamstring injury, so he's been a really non-factor. And um, Kirk Cousins, I mean, I know we, I know he 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 does deserve some flack in this game. Uh, but I'm always like this: if you if you have a if you don't have a mobile guy in the pocket and his pocket always collapsing as soon as he hit the ball, what do you expect when you when you're not Watson and Russ and when you're not Lamar Jackson? What, what do you expect from, you know, guys like that? So, uh, over overall, Pack, Packers went in and did what they had to do, get the division, have a chance to get, uh, you know, still have a chance to get the one seed. So, we'll see if they can get that with different scenarios. But uh, that was a good win for them. Minnesota is at the sixth seed now, going on the road. And they're playing the Bears next week. They're playing for nothing. So, I mean, you talked about this. I say that they should, they should just rest everybody. They should, but... I doubt it will, because after this game, they might want to try to get some rhythm back, but, you know, stay in rhythm and stuff like that. But you never really know. I mean, Zimmer seems to be the kind of guy who he's hard-nosed. He wants to go for it anyway. So they may play the guys first half, get some rhythm, stay, keep everybody in kind of game shape, and then pull them out second half. But like you said, they're not playing for anything outside of beach arrival. So if that, if that holds some weight in the locker room, I think they'll go for it. <laughs> But uh, my man Aaron Jones, Pro Bowl snub. Come on, man, this dude's a beast. They can't be snubbing him from the Pro Bowl like that, man. Yeah, he. Dude I mean, had, he he he, he played game. great. He played great. I thought Green Bay as a whole played great. I mean, on a scale of one to ten, I thought the entire game they were at a seven or an eight. It was just because of the turnovers. Like the all the turnovers came from they were moving the ball. Like Adams made a good catch. Just didn't see, he just didn't secure it up to his body, got punched out. Aaron Jones, same thing, ball got punched out. And then Rodgers, INT, it was a solid throw. It just didn't get there in time. The DB just had to read on it and jump it. So they were all, like, not bad turnovers. They were all just plays that just kind of happened. And Minnesota only got 10 points. I mean, if you get three turnovers, you should win that game going away. But – Packers stayed with it. Cedarius Smith and the defense stayed with it. Shut down the Vikings offense, and you get the ball to the Green Bay enough times, they're gonna make something happen. Yeah, that was that was a horrible game by Kevin Stefanski. I know. Um, so the the Vikings has this thing called the vent line, and you know where fans call in and you know express their opinions of the game after the games. So I know they're gonna gonna harp on you know a lot of the guys, but. Kevin Stefanski should get a lot of blame. He's been a guy that's been in the, into the, you know, to the head coaching candidate, uh, especially what he's done this season. And, yes, you don't have Cook, 
and Thielen has been banged up, uh, but he's out there. But everything that the Vikings have been successful on this season, he tried to go away from. Um, Abdullah, Abdullah is one. I mean, he's not. He might not be a Dalvin Cook as far as in the passing game, but he is a good pass catching back. And they didn't decide. They didn't run a lot of screens. You know, that's that's been Minnesota calling card to move the ball. Sometimes it's like, it's especially when the run doesn't work. Green Bay was all up in the you know all up in the box and and like I said, if if you're going to dominate the whole line, if you're going to dominate the trenches with just four people, I mean, you, you don't need a lot of help. And with Cook, with Cook there. You would have seen the Packers play def- differently. I think that I think I think th- I think it's kind of a good thing that he doesn't he doesn't play because you never know you might see Green Bay again because they don't have to stack the box, but with Cook they have to. And uh, but if if the if the old line will get bullied like that, you don't have to do anything. But um, he 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 had he had a bad he had a bad play play call. He had Cousins hold the ball too long. He didn't have quick, quick things getting the ball out, and like you said, yeah, three turnovers. Now one, one turnover was you know pretty further, further down the field when they just you know went. I think I got one uh, three now and putting the ball back. But the one, the first fumble when they right there in the in the red zone, you have to that has to be a touchdown. And they ran the ball on first down, and then try to throw the ball to a fullback on second down. Then do some other crap on third. It just it doesn't it, these play calls are predictable. Um. And he just, I mean, I don't know. It just, I don't know. Maybe he just thought, maybe he, maybe he overthought it. You know how some people overthink when they play Bill Belichick, kind of like, you know, oh, they're going to do this, I'm going to do this. And you you end up outworking yourself and, and making it worse. I think it's one of those situations. And, you know, Gary Kubiak and Mike Zimmer over here, so maybe they'll, you know, they'll talk to him about it and maybe they'll get it all all done. You're probably right. They probably do play the first half of the Bears game and pull them to get some rhythm back. But, you know that that bear the bears front front four ain't you know just just as good as the Green Bay front. So so if 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 cousins still reeling, this I would rather pull them out, keep them healthy, because like I said, you, you you're your all your hard work throughout the whole season for whoever it is, you made the playoffs. the The goal is to to be to be the most healthy, right? San Francisco being banged up, Seattle's banged up, uh, Minnesota lost Kendrick, who's been their best player all season. He's banged up. Cook was out. Um, I'm not sure about the. I don't think the Packers. I don't think the Packers are missing anybody in, of importance. Um, and I, I can't think. And the Saints missing a lot of people too. So, in that in that tough NFC, you got to be healthy, and that's the you know, that's the only way you're gonna win win a Super Bowl. Whoever it is in the NFC, you have to be healthy. Oh yeah, that's major key at this point right now. But the yeah, Vikings might may play their guys half the game just to kind of regain some confidence because I feel like their confidence could be down after the offensive performance. Of this game, so they may want to get some rhythm, get some reps. Yeah, I can see that. Um, now let's move on to a Christmas Christmas segment. Uh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna give the who we think the twelve teams are making the playoffs. We're saying the Titans are gonna make it, and we're saying the Eagles will make it. Um, so we're gonna give them give them a gift for the playoffs to, you know, whether that's to help them win a Super Bowl, get to the conference game, whatever it is. We we got we got one gift for them and and um. So we're gonna you want what you wanna do like piggyback it for for each, for each team and go like that. Yeah, let's take it conference by conference, uh, one through six, and uh, yeah, let's pick it back off each other. Okay, uh, the Ravens. So uh, you can go first. The Ravens, AFC, they number one seed. They got their locked in. Uh, what is what is your what is your gift to them for this Christmas holiday? My gift to the Ravens is the lead. 
because when they're playing from behind, they lose. So I think they have to play with the lead um, no matter who their opponent is. Um, looking at how the AFC stacks up, they're going to play the lower seed. So I think they have to, whoever they're playing, they have to play with the lead. If, you know, if they get behind and you kind of force Lamar to throw the ball a little bit more and uh, Mark Ingram's a little bit banged up, you can't hand it off like you want to, I think the Ravens could be in trouble. So my gift to the, the Ravens, in order to get to the Super Bowl, they have to play with the lead. Um, I'm going to give them, um, I'm going to give the Ravens an oil can. And by that, I mean, you got to have that because they're going to be rusty. Um, they're not, it's already been said that Lamar Jackson won't play or Thomas Ingram, Andrews, basically all your stars, Yonda, all your stars are not playing. So not only will they not play week 17, they also will not play in the division or in the wildcard round because they have a bye. So, you remember the Rams did this a couple years ago, two years ago, and they rested week 17, didn't play in the first round, and then I think, what was it, uh, I forgot who it was, that came in and beat them easily. So they rested too early, had a rush for a young team. This could be the same thing here where Lamar Jackson hasn't, you know, last time he was in the playoffs, he was terrible. And you got to, I'm, I'm going to give you all oil can because you got to have them knock that rust off very quickly because you could be seeing a Texas team. That you that you did destroy earlier, but you know they might come with a vengeance or a Titans team, and you know you know my thing with the um, Texans playing the Ravens, the, the Baltimore Ravens always lose to a team that play they play a team twice. So if they see Titan, uh, if they see the Texans, um, it could be a it could it could be an L uh, right away, or if they play the the Buffalo Bills, so whoever whoever it may be, so um, I'm gonna give them all can. Uh, I'm cool with it. I'm, I'm cool with it. That's a good one. Number number uh, the two C, which should be the Patriots, as long as they don't lose to the Dolphins. Uh, what are you giving them? I gave the Patriots a pack of oven mitts, and the reason <laughs> for that is because I think they'll be in every game. Their defense will keep them in every game. They have decent run game, but I think in order to close out these close games, they're gonna need one big catch. So if they were to lose it because somebody dropped a crucial pass. So I'm giving us my oven mitts, so they have no excuse to drop a big pass. Hey, sticking with that same idea, I'm going to give them points because you talk, you talk about how good the defense is. As long as they have enough, you know, I <laughs> get my Booger McFarlane take on. As long as you outscore your opponent, you will win the game. <laughs> so um, if if the, if the Patriots, if, if I'm giving them points, if they got 24, that's probably good enough to, for them to win. Uh, no matter who they're playing, whether it's Baltimore, even even the Chiefs, I, I think that could be enough because the defense is the defense is is good. As long as they have the lead um, with the points, the defense will will hold up. So that, that's what that's what I'm gonna give them. Uh, the three C, the Kansas City Chiefs. What you got for them? I gave the Kansas City Chiefs stop signs. The way to beat the Chiefs is to run the ball. So what should they do? They should stop the run. If they can stop teams from running the ball on them and limiting their positions in games, they'll be fine. They brought in uh, Terrell Suggs, T-Sizzle. Let's see if he can add a little more pop to that defense. He's been playing pretty good recently. So let's see if they can stop the run. I'm going to – and I'm going to piggyback off that. I'm going to give them the gift of consistency. And this defense have been playing lights out. They have allowed less than 10 points in the last four games. And what have been the Kansas City, uh, you know, 
think reason of why they can't win the Super Bowl is they don't have the defense. And now when they're not allowing any points, you can win the Super Bowl all day long because if they can't, they can't like, like I said, like Booger said, if they can't outscore you, they won't win. So um, I'm going to give them the gift of consistency for this defense to stay consistent throughout the playoffs, and that's how they can win the Super Bowl. Um, Texans, as the four seed, what you got? I gave the Texans a nurse and a watch. <laughs> I gave them a nurse because Will Fuller's always <laughs> <laughs> and we know we we know Will Fuller. He's he's almost like they, he's always injured, man. But he's really like the key to the offense because like he gives Deshaun Watson that deep threat, and that's very vital to the offense. And I gave them a watch because we know Bill O'Brien has terrible clock management <laughs> at times. He can he can he can mess up a timeout or use too many timeouts. So he. So I just basically gave them a nurse to get willful and healthy for the playoffs. <laughs> and I gave them a watch so that Bill O'Brien won't botch his in and a half play calling, misused timeouts, but just have bad clock management. Hey, that's hey, that's <laughs> that that's really good. Um I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the Texans shoulders. And with with uh JJ Watt, what torn his he tore his labrum, he's on the way back. Uh, should be in the playoffs. I'm giving him as many shoulders as he needs to on the sideline. He can take them off and put them on, depending on what he needs for that for that play. I'm, I, I know we talk about Will Fuller getting healthy. Having JJ Watt back would be a tremendous help to this team. So I'm gonna give him enough shoulders to where that if he hurts it again, hey, just take it off and put on something new and, and just get back out there because Texas will need you. Uh, five seed locked in at the Buffalo Bills. What you got? I gave the Bills Madden. Because <laughs> that's the only way they're going to win. <laughs> because it's, that's, that's the only way they can go trade for a playmaker right now. <laughs> because, I, I mean, of course, you know, you state, you state the obvious. Of they can't they can't have any turnovers or they need to create turnovers. But that's all going to get them so far. They need a playmaker. So <laughs> outside of. Going on Madden, when you can go sign a playmaker, trade for AB, trade for Odell, or any playmaker, they're not good. I mean, they can run the ball, and they may they could possibly win their first game, but they need to playmaker bad. <laughs> I like I like that one a lot. Um, I'm, I'm giving them a copy of Madden. Um, for me, I'm going to give the Bills. I'm going to give the Bills height <laughs> because. Um, you talked about they need a playmaker. Well, if I can make Cole Beasley and John Brown grow four more inches overnight, then you have the playmaker because against against the Ravens, they needed they needed a bigger time receiver to make a, a big jump ball catch over Peters. John Brown couldn't get it done. And against the Patriots, I think Josh Allen had to heave it up to uh, Cole Beasley and you know, heave it up. You know, he's only like five eight, so he's not going nowhere. And so two games in a row losing to a, a Ravens and a Patriots team. If they was if they was a little bit taller, they probably could have won those games. So I'm gonna give the Bills some height. Hopefully Santa can uh, make the stretch overnight. And uh, six seed the Tennessee Titans. I gave the Titans Mr. Miyagi for <laughs> <laughs> the Karate Kid <laughs> because you know how Daniel had his leg hurt, but you know he rubbed him up. He went out there and won a tournament. They need Mr. Miyagi to get Derrick Henry's hamstring healthy so they can go out there and have a balanced attack. Right. Let Tannehill keep doing what he's doing, and they can probably get a playoff win. I like <laughs> I like that one. Um, 
I'm I'm actually gonna give them a simple gift, and that's you know that's a gift. When you open it, it said it's a ticket that says you made the playoffs. So I don't. Uh, they have to go and beat the Houston Texans. They have to. They have to hope. Even they win that game, I think. I think it's some other crazy scenario where if it's a three way tie between the Colts, Steelers, and the Titans, that the Steelers are going to get it. So not only do they need to win, they need the Colts to also lose. And to that way they can have the tiebreaker over the Steelers. So I'm going to give them a ticket that actually says you made it to the dance um, because they need it. Because it's all these crazy scenarios, man. I, I, I try to keep track of all of them. And that one was crazy. I heard that one. That if Colts beat the Jaguars, which is very, very possible, and Titans and Pittsburgh win, Pittsburgh gets in. I thought, I thought that was pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to be wild for them, man. All right, um, let's go into the NFC side for Christmas gifts. Right now, the current one seed is the 49ers. Um, so what kind of gift you gave them? For the 49ers, Santa's giving them a spa day because everybody's banged up. They need some massages. They need some hot <laughs> tubs. They need everything. They need some rest and just get healthy. Uh, I was I was trying I was trying to find I was trying to find a, a, a really good gift for them, and I think they need a time machine, and I think they need to go back in time, um, before Quan Alexander got hurt, before Richard Sherman got hurt, uh, before <laughs> before Breida got hurt so much and everybody getting hurt. Let's just grab them from let's go back in time and grab them and bring them to now. And if you have Quan Alexander and Fred Warner. You talking about a a, de- a a a nasty nasty linebacker core for this playoffs when you're playing guys like Kamara. You may see a Dalvin Cook. You may see now a beast mode. You might see a um, who who else is there? Who else is playing in the playoffs? You might Aaron Jones. You might see Aaron Jones. So you need Quan Alexander and Fred Warner. You need you need Quan to be healthy. And if they had a time machine. They they can do it. That's a good one right there. That's, that's a really good one. Um. I think the 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 Packers winning that game against the Vikings that put them at the two seed. It does, yeah. Okay, so the Packers is the two seed. So uh, what do you got? I gave Green Bay a pinky promise, <laughs> and they need they need that because they need three elite games for Aaron Rodgers because if they're going to be divisional NFC Championship Super Bowl, they're going to need that same Aaron Rodgers that say I guarantee we'll make the playoff. They'll need that guy to show up. So they can make a playoff run and win the Super Bowl. What's funny is my gift was <laughs> the old Aaron Rodgers, because even even in this Vikings game they played Monday night, most of it was quick passes. It it wasn't it wasn't the Aaron Rodgers that they need to, you know, to, to go do this do this and do this. Now, granted, the game at the, toward the end didn't ask for it, but have have we seen it this year? Probably not. But can he get the old Aaron Rodgers back? Um, I guess the you know the old I guess you know kind of like. Marvel, you know, Captain Steven Rogers, can we get the old Aaron Rodgers back to 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 come back in and, and, and go crazy? Because, like you said, all he needs to do is have two or three good games, and they can be Super Bowl champions. Um, the Saints, as a three seed, what did you give them? I gave the Saints emotional intelligence, especially <laughs> composure. They need composure. They lost their composure and let the Vikings make a stupid play. Why are you trying to undercut the guy when you can just push him out of bounds and you don't give up a miracle in Minnesota. You couldn't get over the, the missed call in the Rams game. You're going overtime. You're still 
crying about it, and you lose that game too. So I gave no composure. Maintain your composure, and you can win a playoff game, probably make a Super Bowl run. Um, I, I went a different direction. I gave the Saints the refs. Um, they didn't have them last year, and they lost, and they've been getting them most of most times this season. So might as well, might as well wrap them up a, a a nice a nice ref to to make, so the calls can go their way, so they can stop crying about different calls. And if they was to make the Super Bowl, it's probably because they had some calls go their way um, versus not. So I'm gonna give them the refs. Um. The four seed, which would be the Philadelphia Eagles, assuming as long as they beat the Giants, uh, what what kind of gift did you gave them? I gave the Eagles bad weather because <laughs> <laughs> because outside of some horrible conditions, I don't see any way they would probably beat Seattle <laughs> or the Forty Nineers. What's, like, fun, what's funny is my gift was a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Like they, they're going to need some outlandish factor to be able to compete in a playoff game with the amount of injuries they have. Like They're going to need bad weather to slow both teams down and muck it up because the 49ers played a, a tough game with the Redskins because the weather was so bad. So you're going to need some type of factor <laughs> that can help you stay in these games with perceived better teams, even though Carson's out and Penny's out, Procise's out, Marshall that's coming out the street. Seattle still is a pretty solid team. They they not they don't have that many wins for nothing. So you're gonna need, like you said, a miracle. <laughs> I'm I'm giving the gift from hey I don't hey you right though because I don't see I know they was underdogs when they won the Super Bowl before and that was all fine and dandy because they, they actually had a great roster. This team this team was five and seven for a reason. This team lost to the Dolphins for a reason. This team was down seventeen three to Eli Manning for a reason and. <laughs> they just need a miracle. That's, that's, there's no other way to put it. Uh, that's Man, funny. The Eagles need Tupac. <laughs> Hail Mary. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, the um, five seed, which would be the Seattle Seahawks. Um, what what would what would they need? Man, they're gonna need Russ to have an all-time performance. That's all, that's all they need because, I mean. Nothing fancy about it. They're going to need Russ to just have an all-time performance. The franchise goes as he goes. He's been carrying them all year. And they're just going to need him to put the franchise on his back and keep winning these close games. I mean, nothing fancy about it. They just need Russ. Yeah, uh, we, we already mentioned it many times throughout the show. Um, but what I had earlier before today was I, I had I had a um, – What's the thing called when you when you break when you break something for in case of emergency, um, whatever like pull your know, pull down in case of emergency. I had oh yeah I had a one of those and they pulled it down and it could beast mode for the rescue. So um they they pulled up they pushed the panic button I guess you can say and they got beast mode now. So um that was that was their gift right there getting getting somebody to run the football because they lost all the running backs and for a run heavy team. As you saw against, the, as you saw for the Vikings, when they lost Davin Cook and No Madison, when they got down to their third string, the third string couldn't do what the the, the starters can do. So, uh, Beast Mode is some is way better than any practice squad player that can get off the streets. So, I mean, or anybody they already had in in camp. So why not why not go Beast Mode? Why not pull that case of emergency and break the glass and and here here he comes. So I, that's why I gave him. 
Yeah, see, y'all don't need that. They got a channel that movie Limitless. They need some pills to just get everybody to unlock all their full potential. <laughs> For real. Um, but, all right, so in the sixth seed, the Vikings... I'm gonna go first on this one. I got I got some for this one. Um, I said I said they need some uh, you know the little um, what's it called like caution tape, construction tape, whatever whatever the word I'm looking for is, because you know it was a it was rose closed and cars just went cars just ignored that sign and just broke through it and kept on going. So we need to put some tape up because they got they have they have they have uh, Mike Zimmer has to duct tape the corner position because. Not only would they have to see a Devontae Adams again, um, they might see Michael Thomas. Um, you got you got Emmanuel Sanders and Debo Samuel in that Kyle Shanahan system, or even George Kittle in itself. You they have they have to do something to to tape up to tape up that road sign because um, most most teams this whole season has went through went through it and you know. <laughs> it was they couldn't do nothing about it, so they need they need some tape to, to, or some some more signs to put up there and give and give teams more more a little bit more fear. <laughs> that's, that's <a> good <laughs> one, man. And last but not least, for your Minnesota Vikings, I have Santa giving them a software malfunction. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> because they would need three teams to collapse at home, and there's no way in the heck. Three teams are going to collapse at home in these hostile environments. Like, they would need, right now, 3-6 matchup. They would need the Saints to melt down at home. All right, the 6th seed goes to the 1 seed. They would need the 49ers to melt down at home. And then you would need whoever, Green Bay or somebody else. It's the 6th seed, so you would need somebody else to melt down at home. You would need three just dysfunctional software malfunction for everybody <laughs> to, to just collapse at home and to allow you allow you to get to the Super Bowl. You would need some major software malfunctions. Well, if 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 the Saints don't get that composure gift and if the 49ers don't get that time machine, <laughs> it could be possible. Um but nah, yeah, I I write that with you. Uh they they need I mean to to I mean we talk about how this could be a, a year of a of a wild card team. And probably not in the NFC, just because, like you said, it really it really don't matter what team, even if the even even if the wild card teams, Seattle and Minnesota were one and two, it's those still a hostile environment. So it it don't matter in the NFC if you have the home field advantage. Most likely, I was I would say I would say whatever it is as far as leaning towards, you are the one that's going to win. You know what I'm saying? Like so, whoever whoever come out number one, which probably gonna be the Four Niners, I'm going to lean that way. But I guess because you know, so whatever Minnesota has to do, a hacker or something, just to get into the system and <laughs> whatever to make a met down, um, yeah, that's that's a good gift for them too. Yeah, they they would need a whole lot to go right. Like you got Cook messed up, Dylan messed up. You lost two guys in the Monday night game, and then you're going into what could potentially be three of the more hostile environments: the Saints, rabbit fan base, rabbit environment. You would go to the 49ers. You're going, so that means you're going from inside to outside in a different time zone, and then you would possibly have to go play in Lambo again. You know that's it's just gonna be brutal. How about I say don't, don't. Like, like even if they're going to Philly, that would still be a little rabbit fan base. Yeah, at least at, I was. I was about to say at least if they at go, least they are to beat them though. I, I say, at least if they go to Philly. At least, at least they had, you know, they at least had a better pit team on paper. Um, 
So yeah, but yeah, you're right though. I think I think if all these teams get these gifts, man, they can they can find their way find their way getting it, man. I know I know the Eagles, man. They need that full court miracle. <laughs> that was that movie on this full court miracle because they need it all. I, I just don't. I, I I'm shocked that Eagles Eagles. I mean, I'm, I guess I'm not shocked that they beat the Cowboys, but I'm just shocked that being five and seven and then after they lost to the Dolphins, they st- they still find a way to make it to the playoffs. <laughs> It's crazy, man. I think the Saints have the easiest gift to give, though, because we, we gave them easy gifts. Yeah. So if, they if, would probably have the best chance to, to do something. But, I mean, it's, it's the Saints. If, something always goes wrong with the Saints. <laughs> if, um, all right, so let's let's play let's play devil's advocate real quick. If, for whatever reason, Eagles scenario, they don't they lose and Cowboys win, what gift would you give the Cowboys? <laughs> man. <laughs> You gotta be joking right now. I would, I would give the Cowboys a new coach. <laughs> I mean, that one just writes itself, man. They, they're, they're done, man. Like even if they make the playoffs, I think they'll be out first game. I about to say, I, I would say the only, the only, only reason why the I have a little bit more faith in the four seed now, you know, whether it was Cowboys or the Eagles, was because Seattle was so banged up. And I was like, well, maybe, you know, the, the Seattle defense is not that good, so both teams could do something on them. And if Russ doesn't have the running game, can he hit? Does he have the? Does he have enough weapons to, you know, overcome? You know, overcome the, the discrepancies of, you know, not having Josh Gordon anymore. No, there's no Golden Tate. Um, who, who's tightening Will Disley and not having none of the running backs? I was like, maybe, maybe just maybe it's enough to, you know, overcome and beat them. But um, if I was to give the Cowboys a gift. Um. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Of, I'm trying to think of some. Um, cause they they really they really they need a lot of gifts. <laughs> Man. Hey, I, I know the Titans on a lot, so I I gave the Steelers one too. I said if the Steelers were to make a Super Bowl run, they would need every starter QB to get impeached. <laughs> Impeach me on the quarterback. <laughs> It gotta be backup versus backup because that's a fair fight with Dylan and Mason. You know, you need every starting QB to get impeached. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, I think yeah, I think if um, I, yeah, I think if the Steelers was to get make the playoffs, the gift they would need was to to pass to to somehow change the rule books in the NFL and change the rule that every team has to run because if they if they have to if they have to throw, <laughs> they lose the game. Um, oh yeah, it's over. And then I, I guess for the, I guess for the Cowboys, it gotta be it gotta be something of that magnitude of running. Like need need to need to give them some cross country fits and make them run the whole time because that's all they need to do is run. They don't need to stop all this forty five pass attempts with Dak Prescott. Need to run the ball thirty times with Zeke if you can. I don't understand why you pay a guy so much money and you refuse to run the ball. That's just crazy. He he tried. He didn't do much, but yeah. In a game like that, you got Zeke need just to keep feeding 20, 25 carries at least. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and get out of here. Um, Merry Christmas to you, Rashad. Merry Christmas to everyone. We are we will be back here Thursday, um, the day after Christmas. Uh, right now we don't know what, you, what we got planned, but we're gonna have something special for y'all. Uh, going into this last week, seventeen. Um, whether and then talk about the Paul recap, the Christmas basketball games. So y'all stay tuned for that. Anything you wanna say, Rashad? Merry Christmas, bro. Merry Christmas to 12 Ounce Sports. Merry Christmas to all of our family, friends, everyone. Uh, hit the subscribe button. 
follow us on Twitter, anywhere you can find us. And if you need that last minute Christmas gift, feel free to hit the store and get you a shirt, hoodie, socks, coffee mug. Uh, become a prophet. Hit that, hit that store up. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, Preach Kev Preach. With Rashad, we are the prophets, and we are out.